Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining Mike and I for another Friday night panel here on Talk and Fight. And we have a lot to talk about, don't we? Uh, yes, yes, we do. We all, we <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even know where to start. I don't know about you. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start. Should, should we flip a coin? Hey, 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 before we get going, yeah. uh, do you need some help with that new betting money you got? <laughs> yes yes that's gonna be that's gonna be lots of fun can't can't wait to uh, can't uh wait to do that tonight. I, I, I think we should do that live on the friday night panel yeah we should uh we should we should use the uh the uh the bet stamp app the wonderful bet stamp app and uh and 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 find out the best best odds across all the platforms that they carry and uh yeah let's make the let's make it let's make a wonderful outcome of this 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 fruitful change that was given to me <laughs> by our by our wonderful uh friends over at betstamp so that i can, awesome uh, that's awesome that's yeah. awesome when i when i heard that i went uh, great um and, and and now you start looking for these insider tips but that's what betstamp's all about right they uh they provide all the different betting platforms and who's giving the best odds if i'm not mistaken yes yeah so uh what it does is it's uh it's a platform that holds all the uh, available apps in your region, and uh, it puts all of them in real time uh, in front of you. Um, you make you make the bets that you're looking for, and then it brings up the uh, the best odds across all the platforms that you are a part of, and uh, puts it all on one screen for you. And then uh, yeah, when you click on it, it uh, it takes you over uh, to that platform so that you can place that bet, and then allows you to track all your bets in real time on their uh, on their on their platform. Man, it's great. Super cool app, and when it comes to betting, like I'll, I'll bet, not many of us knew that there was a system out there that uh, allowed you to literally look at which one was going to give you. If you if you were thinking on betting on Anthony Joshua, for example, you could use this app to scroll through and see who's going to give you the best odds. If you had if you had decided to bet on Anthony Joshua, yeah. And what it also does is is gives you the it will also give you the uh, the the odds of who they believe is going to win the fight. Like it will give you a percentage on uh, on who they believe the winner is going to be before it actually happens. So yeah. Wow, how cool! Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. It's uh, it's pretty good. Once again, talk and fight innovators and uh, bringing new partners to the table. Definitely, definitely. Hey. Yeah, we yeah. So uh, I guess we will be launching. Uh, we will be launching boxing on that uh, soon enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I understand it's a, a technology uh, gamble. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Carl, how you doing? Oh, yeah, just wondering whether you're a gambling page now rather than a boxing channel. Uh, you know what? It's a big endorsement you're just giving. Uh, no, 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 no. We, uh, we're not endorsing anything. We are being sponsored by a company called Betstamp soon. Yes. Very soon. And, uh, and it's a, it's a really interesting application for those people who have the money to bet and, uh, and the time, uh, to research and, or maybe, uh, the time to listen to podcasts like ours to find out who they should be betting on. Uh, I don't know. You must be excited, Carl, uh, over there in the hotbed of boxing. Uh, you, you, you guys have a big fight lined up tomorrow night. 
There, there was there was an event today too. There what? Yeah, there was an event today. Uh, the Harlem U Meg card against oh. uh, Miguel Anton. Uh, Anton was down once in the sixth round and once in the seventh, and uh, that went unanimous decision. So Harlem U Bank is still undefeated, seventeen and zero. Uh, our boy Matt, our boy Matty Harris was also on the card. Uh, oh, came cool. through came through with a wonderful victory TKO over uh, Milos Velitek. In about two seconds. <laughs> okay, yeah, Carl. I haven't seen the fight yet. I haven't seen the fight yet, but uh, well, spoiler alert. I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> please, please, spoiler. Let, let me know how that fight went down. Actually, well, so, it'd uh, be a very quick review, Mike, because he literally got into the ring. The bell went, couple of shots. It was game over. So nice. Uh, nice. I, I wouldn't uh, rush to watch the fight if I'm honest. But, but are, are you recommending it? Maybe as knockout of the week. Uh, no, I, Graham, I couldn't possibly uh, influence that decision. Now I could have. So but I'll leave that down. Of course you could. You could put forward, you can put forward a, a wonderful knockout because I always say, if there is one better than the one that we pick, please yeah. show us. I, I think that will go to Anthony Joshua when he sends another North American packing back over the pond tomorrow night. Hey, you know what? If he can do it, by all means, I want to see it. I, I, I watched the weigh-in. Wow. I mean, Wow. I mean, I couldn't believe he, he's what 22 pounds heavier? Yeah, he, yeah. 22 uh, pounds. And I'm not talking fat. That guy looks absolutely ripped. Derek like, James is Derek James's star and so seeking destroy. I, I I don't think they're gonna go looking for each other tomorrow night. I just think they're gonna meet in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that is gonna be one blistering battle, man. Holy wow, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I went, wow. That guy's a monster. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. Um, anyway, sorry, Mike, we were interrupting your your recap of the Friday night uh, fights. Yeah, the, the, the well, the Friday afternoon fights because you know uh, it happened here in the afternoon for us. Depending on time zone, Michael. Depending on time zone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, there wasn't uh, too many too many knowns on this uh, on this one, but definitely Ex uh, except for Matty Harris and 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 Harlem Eubank. You know, he's known. Um, you know. Yeah. What? Uh, any uh, any other exciting fights on this card, Carl? Because I know you watched it. Yeah, not really. If I'm honest with you, like it's a lot of up and coming fighters. Yeah. And there's a, there's a fight that's just finishing now. Harry Scarf, who's from Derby, and just down the road from me is Graham Winnow with his great English geographer. Um, yeah. Now he, he he he's an up and coming fighter. Um, good fight. That's worth watching, mate. I won't spoil it for you, but that's okay. worth watching. Yeah, he's in that uh, that super welter division. Uh, goes by horrible. That's horrible. right. Yeah, Harry horrible scarf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's only a small old show in in the UK. It's on Channel Five, which is a terrestrial TV channel. But interestingly enough, I noticed that DAZN had picked up in your territory. Is that right? Yeah. So that that would suggest that the DAZN had got a first. For any boxing material at the minute, bearing in mind they just landed on the Sky platform in the UK as well. Channel 429 is, as Eddie Earn keeps reminding us. So I do think it's an interesting time for DAZN because they've gone from being a purely streaming app to trying to diversify just to get more viewers through the door, I'd suggest. Well, yeah, they did that deal. They did that deal with um, our promoter here in Canada, um, Lee Baxter. So. You know they're they're making moves for sure. Definitely trying to uh, you know expand that. Golden boy, you know. So 
It was just spreading the spreading the bets a bit, bit, bit wider than just matchroom. Well, yeah. there, there there was a great comment from Bob Arum, not that he ever gives great comments. But anyway, there was a comment uh, from Bob Arum with respect. With value from one With respect. Anyway, he he had a good comment with respect to uh, pay per view uh, prices, and uh, he noted uh, that that they're they're just simply too expensive um you know over here anyway um, well, well, well graham it has been noted that um the garcia fights is that 89.99 over in the states yeah uh plus yeah plus uh I, I believe it's i'm gonna say roughly plus another 10 if you want a monthly subscription so um but uh his his fight i believe his fight what the hell was he talking about oh devin haney against uh, lomachenko yeah he, that's he's, 60 odd dollars isn't it yeah he's put that as 59.99 to to understand because he believes that's the fight that everyone should be watching so now they're getting into a nice little competitive battle uh with respect to price let's, let's as they right, they're both great fights aren't they yeah i think i think lomachenko's had his day i think devin haney's got him i mean De i think devin haney is the next superstar of boxing i think he's a very very special fighter however yeah. people go in on him um for the cambosis fight i don't really understand because um that was a pure demonstration of the sweet science for me it's yeah. and don't get it it was a yeah. uh, both 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 fights were technically brilliant I think we're in danger of fight fans of needed need we must have a knockout or it's not classed as a good fight you know mm -hmm. i'm not sure where this has come from um, but i've seen i've read and I've, I've listened to a lot of people absolutely slating devin Haney as a boring fighter which is outrageous absolutely yeah. outrageous well i i'll tell you where it might have come from uh the disgraceful judging that took place for several years and on occasion still happens and thus uh the motto you know don't leave it in the hands of the judges and 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 that's not coming from commentators that's coming from boxers mouths you know um they they have to they know they have to deliver a knockout punch or run the run you saw graham especially if you're in the way away away corner i might add right absolutely and it's too and that's quite frankly too bad that that is a quote-unquote black eye for boxing uh to have that stain to have that reputation i know there have been uh, several other sports like literally over the past decade it's taken them 10 years to clean up either their refereeing or their judging yeah. uh to make sure that it's consistent to make sure that the rules are applied that they're understood by both parties by th by the athlete and the referees and or judges and and that they're consistently applied in terms of how they're judging and that was not the case and is not the case in boxing and you hear it time and time again so anyway to to, to not to answer your question because it wasn't a question but to address your comment uh i think that may be where uh the knockouts have come into a, being well playing a ma ma major factor in boxing right now well, what is kind of cool though is uh, it's hard to say but okay in women's boxing i never would have thought you know I, I hate to say it but i guess i'm old school whatever but i never would have thought 
uh, girls would be this powerful. Like never, I never would, I would never use the word powerful when I'm describing a girl slash woman. But the point I mean, of that is, is these women are powerful. They are. Wow, they really yeah. are. I've not spoke to you guys since Katie Taylor versus Chantel Cameron has been officially announced. What a great fight. Yeah. Uh, what a great fight. Um, yeah. I'm personally leaning towards Chantel Cameron. I think she'll be a little bit too big. And I think I think Katie Taylor is slightly on the slide. Even with being in, in, in her hometown backyard kind of thing? I think this is Chantel Cummings' breakout fight. Uh, she's very well known in the UK, uh, but I think the world's going to know after this fight. She's very, very good. She, in fact, she's exceptional. Yeah. And right. I just think she's catching Katie Taylor at the right time. Katie Taylor, trailblazer for the, for the female boxing. Nothing yep. with respect to Katie Taylor. However, all athletes get to that point where they're on the slide, unfortunately. And the last few performances, she's got caught and hit more than I've ever known. Yeah. Hmm. Who else is on that card? They they, they made a few announcements with respect oh, to the undercard. Um, yeah, you've got Terry Harper. Yeah, um, yep. from, from Johnson, Ellie Scottney. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that'll be a big one. Um, also, we got uh, Metcalf and Hogan on that as well. Uh, yeah, that's uh, an intriguing fight. Yeah, and that one's going to be for the IBO uh, World Super Welter. So definitely, yeah. um, you know, two veterans in the game, man. Dennis Hogan, you know, 31-4-1 and Metcalf, 24-2-0. So. The, the only thing about Hogan is he's been fighting in Australia recently, for, well, recently, hasn't he? So what's his level of opponent looks like, look like? Yeah, that's another thing to think about too. Um, you know, his last a bit like um, Canadian boxing. You know, you, when you, when you start venturing into these territories, you're not sure what the levels like. Really, really. Um, yeah. Did you you watched our buddy right, Cody Crawley, the other night? Please, yeah, please tell. I, I wasn't overly impressed. I, I was trying to get on quickly to, uh, on Cedric's scorecard. I wasn't overly impressed, boys. To be honest, he, honestly, uh, if, 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 if you're hanging out on that guy. Um, yeah, you're in for a disappointment sooner or later. He is. He's merely one of many examples. Yes, he is. Well, we keep hearing this, Graham. We keep hearing this new North American <laughs> revolution that's coming over the hill. He was. You know what, though? He took. He was almost out of the ring for a year when he fought Ramos. Uh, yeah. Let, let's see when he gets up the top end of the division. Well, he's at the top end. Well, he's not really. Who's he for? He's, He's, he's sitting. He's sitting number six in the world, in the world. So there's five people above him then. Yeah, Ennis, so Ortiz, Diaz, Spence, and Crawford. Yeah, so let's throw him in with someone who's going to be an active opponent, and let's see what happens. Yeah, let's put him in with any of the top five and see what happens. Or hey, let's uh, let's get Connor Ben to come over to Canada and he can fight him because he's sitting uh, he's sitting right below. Yeah, him. I don't really want to be, oh, I don't really want to be drawn on Mr. Ben to be honest with you. <laughs> is uh, is Chris Eubank really going to fight Connor Ben? It looks that way. Really, yeah. It looks that way. Um, local reports over here is that the British Boxing Border Control will not authorize for Eubank Junior to go and fight. Right. So I think he'll just probably say, "Okay, thank you very much. I'll have my license him." Really? So out of curiosity, once they hand their license in, like Connor Ben is done, uh, do they just buy it back? They'd have to apply for it back. Um, yeah, so it's interesting because 
allegedly, I'll use, we'll use the word allegedly, the British Boxing Board of Control have been ringing around commissions around the world asking them not to license a fight. Really? Allegedly. Hmm. Hmm. So um, it, it, it's a mess, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's a mess that situation is. Yeah, well, here's the interesting, here's the interesting, like, sidebar to this discussion. I was talking to a chap in uh, Bahrain today, okay? And unbelievably, okay, uh, he was saying that they're now, that you, you know they sponsor the, one of the F1 races, okay? Yeah. So he says, yeah, the, they've got more than enough money to bring boxing, and it's becoming kind of a, how do you say it, almost like a political fight between Dubai, Saudi Arabia, and now Bahrain, who mm -hmm. want to throw their money into this equation. So if it, if it and this, and we've talked about this before, it is becoming about the money. Yep. So, I mean, take a, take a look at the Fury Usyk debacle. Like yep. what a nightmare that was. And and I feel sorry for the fans. We, we got ripped off. I mean, that fight should have happened April, April 29th, I think it was, or April 21st. We've been, we've been waiting over a year to see, an, well, first of all, we've been waiting since the four belt era to see an undisputed heavyweight right. champ. Are we ever going to see that? I'm hearing it might be happening at the back end of the year in Saudi Arabia. That's yeah, that's what, what I heard too. That's what I heard Yeah, too. because the, the, the bottom line was it, it seems that there wasn't enough money in the pot, was there? You know, Saudis didn't want it. The, the Saudis offered U6 60 million US. And uh, 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 Frank Warren said Usyk could have made 20 million uh, on the Fury fight in if it was held in, Web in Wembley. I mean, what I'm a little bit bored of is all the smoke and mirrors. I don't know if that translates over to North America, does yeah, it? I hope yeah, so. You know, he said, she said, you got promoters coming out and, and making statements. You know, it's it just, that's a real black eye on boxing, isn't it? We yeah. really do need the best to start fighting the best because, or, or what's going to happen is, and I've said this many times, the platforms like DAZN are going to be putting more KSI fights on against God knows who because it does right. numbers. And the, and the tradition, let's call it the traditional sport of boxing, Suppers. Yeah. Yeah. The best got to start fighting the best. And you know what? That's that's all that needs to happen. It's, it's a real concern though, isn't it? It's a real it concern. Is. When we get when when we get it right in traditional boxing, we get it right, don't we? You know, um, when when the big fights happen, it draws it. I mean, look at look at the media week for AJ this week, the who's who of celebrities in britain was was there whether it's in the way in i was there also by the way obviously a very important person <laughs> <laughs> but the, the names that were there during the public workout through to the press conference through to the weigh-in today you know when we when uh, we all britain is the best at putting events on in boxing i'll just put that out there that's my belief it's my genuine belief but we're in, a, we're in a bit of a strange situation because obviously Saudi are now big players. The Middle East are big players. But right. and, they got, and, they got, and they got the money to build whatever. Yeah, but Mark, you lose a bit of atmosphere, don't you? You know, Joshua versus Usyk wasn't it wasn't a great atmosphere around, around in in the stadium which they built. No, it's, it's it's different. It's way different. Just like yeah. North America, North America's atmosphere is different than 
the UK and the UK is different than Australia and Australia is different. Than Japan. Everything is different. Every, every atmosphere, um, you know, you don't get fans. You don't get true fans like you do uh, anywhere else, but the UK, the UK is very, I, I can give them that man, the atmosphere, the fan base, the UK has got it. Women's boxing chance, a great comment. Spo spoiler alert. Ooh, I like the word blistering, blistering fight. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks WBC for the update. No, I don't have to, uh, no, I don't have to go and watch it. <laughs> so, so are we going to go on to AJ's fight and give some predictions? Then? I mean, Mike, it's your gig, not mine. So yeah, no, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about it right now. Are we? Right now. Let's, are let's we? Yeah, man. Anthony Joshua is set to uh, face Jermaine Franklin in this uh, you know crucial heavyweight comeback fight. Jermaine oh, Franklin. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. Why, why, why don't we start with the undercard first and work up to our Joshua Franklin fight? Come on. Let's start with the undercard because there are some there, there are some good fights on that undercard. There are. Let let's come on. There are there are. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, there, there there are a bunch of good ones here. Oh, Fabio Wardley, uh, Galal Yaffe. What are your thoughts on Fabio Wardley, Mike? What's that? What's your thoughts on Fabio Wardley? Bear in mind, white collar background. I, I, I like him, man. I like him. Um, you know, he's never in the fights that I've watched. He's, he's performed really well. Uh, I don't know much about uh, this guy Coffee, so um, we'll have to we'll have to see what's going on there. Well, if he wins this fight, he's going to fight David Adelaide. Yeah. Holly Donovan gave a great review of the of the show this morning. So, um, you know, her her comments were interesting with respect to Wardley and his background and uh, white collar fight. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be, it, that that that'd be that'd be a good. Uh, a great fight, a pure fight. Like that, yeah. that'd be that's very good. What else? What else is on that undercard? I, I, don't, I don't have it in front of me. We got we got Galal Yaffe's back in action, uh, looking to you know keep that uh, that undefeated. Uh, he's taking on what uh, Moses uh, Kaleros. Uh Guy's a veteran, but, you know he's got uh, he's he's been in there, you know, 40, 45, 47 times somewhere around there. So, uh, but this one's also for the W. Or sorry, um, this one Galal Yaffe, yeah. Moses Carlos, this is good. This can be good, man. Uh, how do you rate Yaffe, man? I, I, I like the way this kid fights. Yeah, good amateur pedigree. Um, yeah, yeah it, you know, match giving him giving him a big push. Yeah, now, I worry about the talent pool in that weight division, though, Mike. Is it really deep talent? Probably not. No, no, do you mean in England? The flight division, the flight division. World worldwide, it's 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 not um, really. It's not it's not too deep, man. There's uh, no, no. Yeah. I, I think he'll go through them levels quite quickly, right? I think he'll be in a world title fight. I'm, really I'm, gu I'm guessing we've got some Japanese fighters, uh, some Filipino fighters in that division, Mexican fighters. Yeah, we got some Filipinos, we got some Mexicans, we got a couple of guys from the states. You know, we got some Japan, China. Um, yeah, you know, Yaffe, he's sitting at uh, 27 in the world right now. Oh, really? And it, and it's my, my, it, it, it's your bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's, it's not a deep, it's not a deep, deep talent pool, man. Uh, you know, Sonny Edwards sitting on top of it. So, uh, you know, I like Sonny Edwards. I can't complain. You know, I'd, I'd like to see that fight, Yaffe Edwards which is eventually going to happen. 
Sonny Edwards is a quality fighter. Yeah, I, I, I do rate him as a fighter. I do. Uh, he's got good. Just signed with Matchroom, by the way. What's that? He's just signed with Matchroom. Oh, really? Yeah. This is recent, eh? That's excellent. Uh, yeah. So. Who else? Call Mike. Yeah, man. Um, you Wink know, you, Harry Gilal Yaffe. We got John Hedges. Oh, Campbell Hatton back in action uh, on this card. A lot of people don't rate Campbell Hatton. What are your thoughts on him? Is he undefeated? He's undefeated. He's ten and zero right now, man. He keeps uh, he keeps coming through with these uh, with these victories, and you know, people are saying that he's shit, and you know, controversial wins and all this kind of stuff. But you know, he keeps coming through with that victory. I think he was unfortunate, Mike, that um, he got put too far far at the cards of major shows too quickly. He's got a lot. I mean, it doesn't help when he comes out to the same theme tune as in Blue Moon yeah. that his dad used to. Yeah. You know, um, and to be fair to him, he's had a lot of pressure. I do think he's getting better and better. Just how far he can go, I'm not sure. But um, very, I think he's getting better. He is getting better. Like, you know, he doesn't have that... He doesn't have that finish power yet, you know. He's out of out of his ten wins, he's only knocked out three. So, you mm. know, and but but he is, you know, he's still a young guy, man. He's only twenty two. Um, you know, there's uh, there, there's definitely he definitely is getting better when you watch him. I think you'll get women's boxing channel on because she's making some great points. <laughs> I know these these are great points. I know. Yeah. You got told live on air last night that he's got to up his opponent's standards. He's on dodgy ground. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's do, true. Do, do you know well, the writer? There's an English phrase. There's an English phrase for you. He's on dodgy ground. Dodgy yeah. ground. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the undercard undercard's looking good, but the big fight everybody wants to talk about. You know it, man. We're, 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 we're talking about the Joshua fight. What are your thoughts, predictions? Jermaine Franklin, he's 21 and 1, taking on the man, Joshua, 24 and 3. Joshua does look uh in really good shape. Um, pretty impressed. What are your thoughts? I'll let Graham go first. This is show, not mine. All right, <laughs> sure. Um uh up, up until up until I saw that weigh in, uh I was discounting Joshua because of his stated uh mental issues, to be blunt. And I didn't know whether he could really handle uh, uh, someone like Jermaine Franklin, who's kind of mouthy and kind of brash. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, when I saw that weigh-in, I went, Poof, "Okay, that, that kind of th that throws the mental question out the out the door." And and he's been training uh, in the U.S. and he's had some uh, top quality sparring partners. So uh, I'm sorry. You know what? I sided with Joshua against Usyk. And I lost that bet and I couldn't believe it because I thought, you know, he had the better reach and I just thought he had the better skill set and he lost to Usyk. So I thought, what the fuck? And, and now, but now I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm just, I'm just, just purely looking, just looking at them side by side. I'm going, wow, one guy is ripped and absolutely looks like he should be playing for the uh, New York Giants. Right. <laughs> right. As middle yeah, linebacker. What, what, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, the American football, <laughs> the the, the non proper football. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let, let's just let's just say, let's just say he he was buff, like absolutely buff when I well, saw he, him. He, he went in twenty pounds heavier. 
and I mean, did you, did, I mean, the size of his biceps alone or the size of both of my thighs combined, I'm sure like that guy, holy moly, blew me away. And, and I'm saying to myself, boy, I do not want to be Franklin. I'm sorry. I, I don't care how much you know, this, look, this I've been doing for the past week. Joshua has got a four inch height advantage and he's got like a five or six inch reach advantage. I mean, good, so, good luck. I'm sure Franklin said, I'm going to be pounding away at the, the belly type shit. Uh, that's that's just not going to work. I mean, Joshua has put in the work. Obviously, he is ready. Yeah. Uh, now, who comes after Joshua? Who Eddie Hearn had said he's got three or four fights lined up once he beats Franklin. So he's got, a, got him on a bit of a trajectory, and I appreciate that. It's kind of interesting to see that there is true management at play here. Um, but anyway, I'm not discarding Franklin, but I, but I'm telling you, for all the talk that Franklin did over the past couple of weeks that I've been reporting on on the news show, like you, you would have thought, you know, he knew some secret sauce that he was going to take into that fight. But I'm telling you, when I saw that way and I went, game over, Franklin, you're out. All right. Um, also on the card, um, Austin Williams. 13 and all. I like this kid. I've been watching him for a while, taking on uh, River. You know what my prediction I might know. I've removed on. No, no, we I, know your prediction. You Give know mine. Us. Go on then. Well, what is it? You must be no, no. then. No, no, no. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, I want I want to hear your full blown opinion, not yeah. just your opinion. Wait his briefs is might move moved on. <laughs> um, so I think obviously AJ's out with Derek James. Um yep. he looks in the zone. Yeah. I'm yep. surprised he's coming so ever because you better get Franklin out there by round six. So I worry about his stamina carrying that much muscle mass and weight. Sure. Um, but I think it's it in a bit of a no-lose, no-win situation. I think if you blast Franklin out round one or two, people will go, Franklin was a hype job. Yeah. And if he gets dragged late, people will say Joshua is finished. So I worry for AJ in that perspective. Um, but I think he's going to look to make a statement. You don't come in that ever and then start running around the ring. So I think he's going to look to take him out earlier. Yeah, I do think Franklin sees round six. You know what? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't see. I don't see. I don't think he goes past six. And then I think he's a Dillian White fight in the summer, followed by maybe the Fury fight in in what you guys called fall straight winter. There you go, a bit of North American slang there for you. We don't have we don't have no in-betweens here in Toronto, man. It's it's summer and cold. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 UK. the the only issue on a on a on a boxing industry level is it, it doesn't do the boxing industry any good uh to put uh British v British fighters uh time and time again. Um if you if you really want to claim that heavyweight title, you've got to go down the road. I'm telling I know you don't believe me, but uh, when Jared Anderson crosses the pond and faces some of your boys, I'm telling you, it's, he's going to take over that division. Well, how many fights is he going to have before he comes over then? What is he, 22 at the minute? Is that 22 yeah. years old, something like that? Yeah, yeah he's like, I'm pretty sure he's, he's 10. He's pretty sure he's 10 and 0. And uh, oh, he's more he, than that now. If, if, you look, if, you look, if you compare the two, he's probably as fit as uh, Joshua, like in terms of physique, in terms of look. Yeah, wow. and he's you know he's and and he's also he's he's only two inches smaller than Joshua, and you know, like an inch and a half reach advantage Joshua has. On it's him. not all about size, though, is it? Because Andy Ruiz Jr. proved that. 
So yeah. you know, but but I'll add this comment. Big baby's thirteen and all with thirteen KOs. Jared Anderson is meaner. He's got that mentality that seems to be lacking in Anthony Joshua. He seems but hunger. Jared oh, Anderson okay. has that killer instinct. He's motivated, and it just there's just something, you know. After those two uh, Usyk fights, there's just something uh, not lacking, but almost lost in, in in Joshua's will to continue. And I think he probably said it. Um, you know, he he has said this will be his last fight if he does lose to Franklin. Yes, yes. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, a, a guy like. Uh, Anderson uh, is going to fill that gap, quite frankly. Be because I, I honestly think that Anderson can handle Dillian White. I honestly think he can handle, eh, Joe Joyce would be a good fight. Um, but realistically, I mean, some some of your English fellows are getting a bit old, to be blunt. Joe's out for me. Until he fights someone of note where he can draw some comparison, I'll keep my powder dry. Because We've had examples like this in the past. Um, I'll just throw one out there. Not at the same weight division, but Jeff left up Lisa. He was coming over to fight Kelzaghi. It was a done deal. He was going to beat Kelzaghi up. Got over to Cardiff and the rest is history, as I say. So I can't draw any comparisons, Graham, because he hasn't been in with anyone of note, in my opinion. So until he does, you know, has he even had an art check yet? Has anyone put it on him? You know, and, and has he gone to them dark places where he's got to fight down his gum shield and come sure. through a bit of a storm? But but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put he's him. Only, he's only been brought to distance once, and that was by Kingsley Ibe, and um, he ended up KOing him uh, two nineteen in that last round. So. I'll give you an example, Daniel Dubois. He was knocking people out for fun at British and European level. Then he met Joe Joyce and got found out. So that, that's that's the only point I make. Let's see him go up through the levels before we start all hailing that he's going to come over and conquer Britain. No, no, I'm, I'm just nothing about conquering Britain. It's about the 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 global stakes at play here. Uh, there's an awful lot of uh, heavyweight fighters that look look at that guy from China. No, hey, what, what's yeah, his he's name? Fighting, he's fighting Joyce. Yeah, yeah, Zhang. Zhang's fighting Joyce. I can't wait to see that one. When, when is that? That's coming up soon, that's right? That's going to be a slugfest in the Giants. Two weeks that's gonna, time. That's going to be a great I'll fight. Be again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Mrs. Willison's obviously happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's enough about my marriage counseling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's, set, that one's set for the 15th, the uh, Saturday the 15th. So, Jared, no, Jared, no. and Jared, and just one last comment. Jared Anderson's yeah, yeah. mental view on this is the same way I believe I recall Mike Tyson. When Mike Tyson entered the, the ring, Big entered lady. the spotlight as a young fella with nothing to lose other than his, he's got great, okay? When I was a young lad, not that young, but when I was younger and I saw Mike Tyson for the first couple of times, I went, holy shit, who is this guy? I'm telling you, that that is the kind of mentality that Jared Anderson has. He's, he's ruthless in the ring. He's got a killer mentality. I mean, he, he's he's not taking any prisoners. And he's heavy-handed. So anyway, that's that's enough about Big Baby. Um, actually, he calls himself the real Big Baby or something like yeah. that because there's another box right there with Big yeah, Baby. Yeah, there is. Yeah. That's yeah. true. 
when he might get his nappy changed for him when he gets over to the UK without <laughs> tip that. <laughs> Look at that. See, we knew what a nappy was. All right. That's funny. All right, what else is on the what else is on the cards there, Mike? We got uh, two-time Olympic gold medalist Robisi Ramirez ah, yeah, yeah. with Isaac Dogbo uh, in a twelve-round showdown for the vacant interim WBO featherweight world title Saturday. Um, co-feature Puerto Rican sensation Xander Zayas. Yeah, let's extend his unbeaten record against nine-year veteran Ronald Cruz. Uh, yeah, this one, guys. Start time eight p.m. Eastern. Man, I can't wait to see this one. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see uh, Xander Zayas back in the ring. Let's Mark, get... you could at least tell me what time that is in the UK. I could see for me joining you on the stream today. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you can do the maths. Well, in the UK, that would be uh, one one a.m. You know, you got great. You got Graham saying hello, fight fans from around the world. Well, you should be supporting him by doing a bit of a time zone check. I said Eastern. <laughs> I said Eastern time, didn't I? I thought it was a West Coast fight, though. Uh, well, yeah, start time for this one is uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, main event rim walks, it will be about 11 p.m. Uh, yeah, Ramirez, I can't wait, uh, went from losing his pro debut in August of 2019 to one of the division's top contenders in 2023. Uh, he's ranked number three by the WBO, and uh, he had a breakthrough 2022, knocking out Eric Donovan and uh, Abraham Nova. Uh, so, yeah, I can't wait to see this guy jump back in the ring. Uh, Dogbo, you know, uh, has had a rapid championship rise in the junior featherweight, but he lost his title career momentum with back-to-back -back defeats uh, to Emmanuel Navarrete. So he's going to be looking to uh, kick some ass in there for sure. But honestly, I think the fight that's going to steal this whole card is going to be the Zayas. 15-0, 10 KOs. You know, he's been ticked for stardom since signing with top rank at 16. Uh, you know, 2021, he had uh, six victories, setting up a 2022 that saw him graduate to eight-rounders. Uh, he shut out Louisiana's uh, Quincy Lavalas over eight rounds, knocked out uh, Durable Ellis Espadas in five. So this kid's been making, uh, you know, making big waves. And then he's taking on Cruz, who's 18-2-1-12 KOs, a Los Angeles native who's never been knocked out as a pro. So this fight is going to be huge. Um, I can't wait to see this one. Uh, also, Jahai Tucker is on the card. Another kid to be watching for. Tiger Johnson. Also, another big kid to watch for. Jeremiah Milton, another undefeated to be watching for on this card. Abdullah Mason, uh, Cleveland-born on this one as well. And uh, Dante Benjamin Jr. There's some uh, there's some big names on this card. Definitely watch these up-and-comers. I've been following them. Uh, card kicks off with uh, Emiliano Vargas, part of the Vargas clan. Um, you know, it's a bunch of undefeateds trying to keep that Oh. Thoughts, anybody? Have you heard the news regarding Mucho Lara that is going to be fighting late May and it's a toss-up between Warrington and Lee Wood at the minute? Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're not sure it's going to be, but it's likely to be at the MEN Manchester Arena. Did you see the fact that Jack Cattrall's now signed to match room as well? Yes, I saw that. Yep. Great signing, brilliant signing. I think you should put the comment up from Women's Boxing Channel. Um, looks like my co-patriot. Yes, well, see, see, you can speak that language. Why don't you read it off for us? So, great point, Women's Boxing Channel. 
England has six of top 11 heavyweights, but let me tell you, we should be looking at the future. Next 19. Next 19 from the UK. Matteo is six foot eight. Matteo is a great, great fighter. Yeah, man. Um, six foot eight, 23 year old, five and oh, four KOs, but his opponent beat his opponent in 23 seconds today. Yeah. Watch his space. Yeah. Yeah. I've been talking about this kid, Maddie, for a long time. Yeah, definitely. I like I like yeah. him. The guy's a monster. You know, shows dedication. Went and got a caravan, parked it in his trainer's driveway, and uh, you know, living and sleeping there just so he can uh, you know get to that gym. The guy's got dedication, heart. You know, it's uh, it's unfortunate that it's that we don't get to see him fight. I, I do think some of his Graham. I don't think you're doing any any favors from your motherland. You know, all these comments about this North American revolution in the heavyweight division. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think you've upset it, some some of us across this pond. It's it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Typo. No, it's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It what's it what's it what's up with uh Tyson Fury though? What what's this Sugar Hill Stewart thing I'm reading? Oh nothing, is it? It's, it's it was over here to train Lawrence and Coley, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's by all accounts. Um, that's a question. Are you to train Tyson as well? And he said, No, I'm here to train Lawrence and Curry. And people made a big thing of it. Um, it's nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Um, so, out of curiosity, like just out of curiosity, just given the weight that Tyson Fury's put on, are we really going to see him? Do you think he's put that much on? He looks quite lean to me. See, that's the Let, thing. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. It, it's very deceiving, isn't it? Because he's, ne it he's never walked around with his six pack. But I think he looks. I think he looks quite lean. Honestly, he's such an internet troll that you can't believe when those pictures are taken from. That's he's another. Very good, isn't it? He's very good at a wind up. Yo, he's he's good. At, he's good at getting getting people getting under the skin, playing that media game. Sure, if he posts a picture showing that he's got a huge beer gut, we can't even see <laughs> that that picture is from that day because you know we know he likes to play and you know play that game what would you accept Graham? i'm not i don't want to be part of sand tonight but i'm gonna to have to be on this comment i do put in the cyber often that we've got the best promoters the best fighters and the best fans in boxing would you go along with that no so who are better promoters than eddie earn well it depends how you define better who, put, right, who puts the best shows on? Um, That's how I listen, listen. at the end of the day, this is a, this is a weird discussion because uh, Matchroom have taken a, a very interesting view on who they're selecting uh, for their roster, for their stable. Uh, but let's not forget about uh, what Bob Arum's doing. He, even uh, at Oscar De La Hoya is getting back in, 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 in the fight, so to speak. He's actually um, stepped his game up, actually. Yeah, lot. absolutely. He, sure, he has. And and there's a couple of youngsters uh, in in the Midwest as well. Um, uh, uh, S uh, Salida. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, first. Dimitri Salida. Salida, yeah. yeah. Salida Promotions. They're doing pretty well, yeah. They're a smaller company. But, uh, but, but I'm just saying, you know, it's going to take a while for them to build their rosters, but the talent pool is out there. Uh, is deciding on on who to sign and when to sign them. Matching right now, if you ask me, you're using what's called a shotgun approach. You know, they're they're taking everyone they can find. Um, 
Go ahead. Go well, ahead, Eddie. Let, if you, if, if you can go, afford it. They've just let go a few fighters, aren't they? Like Akoli and Buatzi and people like that. So it's not that much of a shotgun approach. Well, there weren't so many kind words said by uh, Buatzi on that one. But it's anyway. not going to be, is there? You know, when, when you part companies, very rarely do you do it on amicable terms in, in the world of boxing, let's say. There's normally a reason behind it, isn't it? Realistically, though, I mean, and I, we've been saying this for a while, you, you take a look at uh, not necessarily uh, the heavyweights, but I was talking I was talking to someone in Shanghai the other day and this blew my mind. OK, I've been to Shanghai. It's a big city. But when I was talking to this chap who runs a boxing gym, I said, out of curiosity, how many boxing gyms are there in Shanghai these days? Hundred and ten. Hundred and ten boxing gyms in Shanghai alone. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about boxing on a global level, I mean, Eddie Hearn's scratching the surface when he signs this person, that person to his roster from England. They but may be the best fighters. They may be the best fighters from England in England. But when it comes to your, your global view, you have to take a look at what's happening right now in Tanzania, in Kenya, in Uganda. They have a really good fight scene going on in East Africa right now. As we sit here now, we can only talk about as we sit here now, can't we? We, can't, we haven't got a crystal ball for the future. I would no. argue that Enyan is, is a true global promoter in, in, in the most markets around the world compared to other promoters. If you think he does shows Australia, Spain, you know, England, it is all over the place, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's why that's why to tell him to hold on on that spending. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I'm I'm I've not complained about Eddie Hearn, okay, ever. Um but my point to you is is simply uh you have to take a look at boxing as a global sport. And every, every single person I speak to around the world on an industry level, they talk about their gyms, their fighters, their boxers, and they don't get the same media spin. Uh, they don't get the spotlight. Uh, they don't get the same equipment. They don't have access to the same quality of trainers. Uh, but once that begins to uh, be spread out a little bit and uh, the, leveling, uh, the playing field is leveled a little bit with the introduction of new technologies, that we've been talking about for a long time for two years yeah. now once that starts to happen and you start to see these big boys uh, and girls uh coming out of whether it be uh you know I, I can't remember heavyweight ever coming out of mexico and i i can't uh but you know any other division out of mexico okay uh you take a look at the, what's coming out of the Philippines. I mean, we don't even mention the Philippines half the time because whenever you talk about Philippines, it's those Manny Pacquiao this, Manny Pacquiao that, Manny Pacquiao going to fight Conor Ben. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, but you have a, I, I was telling Mike this last week. I said, if you go to a shopping mall in the Philippines, in that shopping mall, there's going to be a boxing event happening. Yeah. So when, when you talk about, you know, Eddie Hearn promoting this and promoting it. Yeah, he promotes big shows that attract big audiences in the UK. But when you talk about gl the global nature of boxing, you have to take into account what's happening around the world in these other countries that you're not even hearing about. I am. I'm hearing about it. Um, I'm looking I'm looking for, for example, just for example, we, I'm bragging, Talk and Fight is live streaming event, an event, a boxing event out of the Netherlands tomorrow. 
we we we, we live streamed the weigh-in today uh multi-camera live streamed it um produced it here edited it here broadcast around the world had a shit ton of viewers fantastic so that was just that was just the weigh-in so that, that there's a boxing event that's happening uh in the netherlands uh, that doesn't get much coverage i'll bet in the uk but uh, our numbers went through the roof in germany netherlands and south africa so you know i'm, not, I'm just telling you like you have to take uh, boxing as a global sport and it's not it's i'm not trying to discount the efforts of eddie hearn no no i'm just, I mean, I'm just trying to give it some context and some balance regard i'm not saying you but i'm saying sometimes there's an anti-eddie metric isn't there a lot of things are honestly, what, what, I, what i can say about eddie hearn is 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 right now he seems to be the only promoter really getting it to me like that's what i see he's ben, getting the whole global thing he's trying ben, to expand he's ben, Shal to ben shalom does a good job as well yeah yeah but but he's still he's still new he's new on that stage yeah, yeah. eddie hearn's sure. got you know he's been around a long time uh you know well, no matter what no matter what he says uh whether people like it or not you know is is his voice sticks there man it's been seen and he truly is the best at building a fighter yeah you know, do you mean do you mean do you mean through the media i mean by, i mean I mean, per se, Graham, we all get to learn about the fighter. We learn about the background. You watch Jack Cattrall now. Jack Cattrall's with boxer. He's been with other promoters. He's now signed with Matchroom, and we'll all learn a lot more about Jack Cattrall, his backstory, the rationale behind how he into boxing. He builds a whole narrative around the fighter. He makes them more human. Look what he done for Katie Taylor. That's one thing no one can ever dispute. You know, what he done for, what he done for female boxing. It's revolutionized for female boxing. Let's be honest, it was it was at the forefront of that movement. So I just uh, like I said, I'm not saying you, Graham. I'm just saying I think sometimes Eddie and I'm not I'm not I'm not the Eddie and fan club. I'm just saying I see it. I just think sometimes he deserves a bit of a pat on the back. Sometimes we all do, um, but all all I'm saying is, and it's not point counterpoint, but all I'm saying is is boxing is a global sport and there are many up and coming boxers from around the world who are going to take advantage of online media, uh, build a presence, build a following, uh, begin to make money. Uh, just for example, let's just say they, they were lucky enough to sell 10,000 pay-per-view tickets at 10 quid. That's a hundred thousand quid in pay-per-view money that they wouldn't have had before. That's all I'm saying. Like that's, that's new money because there's new technology and that is going to that is going to help raise uh, the level of training that these fighters don't get these days uh, i don't know if you've ever seen the video clips there's some funny video clips out of and i don't know if they're intended to be funny or not uh but there's some funny video clips out of i believe it's either nigeria or kenya i can't remember but they're they're literally in a, a cinder block building uh with you know a mud floor and they're, they're boxing like crazy like in a really good way, like really hard. They're putting the heart and soul into it, but that is their gym. That is their gym. Yeah, I mean that, that's a long that's a long way to travel into it, Graham. From that from that product to getting that, it anywhere near ready for a, a. If I talk about the UK, that's where I'm. Getting it from that play that journey to to the to the product that's ready for a UK TV audience. That is some distance to travel. I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But but look at it the other way around. I mean, if these other countries built their sport industry 
as the UK has done, and I'm not using the UK as a model, but given new technology, for example, when I was in Africa, I was blown away how many people had cell phones. Okay. We, you know, we racially might look at Africa and go, oh, what a poor nation, but no, every single person had a cell phone. And, and, and when there were, when there were fights on TV, they would gather around and they'd watch on someone's iPad or laptop. These guys are just as uh, rabid, passionate boxing fans as we are. Uh, it's just that they don't get the exposure. And right now they don't have access to the appropriate um, either training, management, matchmaking, even the healthcare system. So, so how, did, how did that change? Well, I, I okay. In, in the short term, it's going to, technology is going to change it. I'll give an example. Uh, the fighter who does uh, one of our shows, what's his name? David Rajuli. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's out of, he's out of South Africa, but he, he trains in Germany and he's going to be fighting in, on that show in the Netherlands tomorrow. Right. So he's had to travel from South Africa to Germany <laughs> and to fight in the Netherlands. So that's the, I can't imagine how much that would quote unquote cost because he's paying it himself. He, he's not signed to anybody. And that's just one example. But if you multiply that by how, I mean, I mean, I don't think there are enough immigration visas in the UK right now to handle or accommodate the number of young boxers that are out there, both male and female, who would prefer to fight. I, I bet realistically to prefer to fight in the UK just simply to be recognized, not only by the media, but by the professionals in the business. But that's what that's the other point to this. And there are some other uh, professionals who are coming out of the States, uh, quite frankly, and now in Toronto as well. Toronto's a big city. Um, and when we re when we re rebuild our infrastructure, you're going to start seeing some top quality fighting ma material come out of Toronto as well. You're seeing it. You're seeing it a fringe uh, in Montreal because of uh, GYM. Uh, right. You're seeing it a fringe element. They're, they they do get their Montreal boxers out there, but they tend to lose an awful lot. Uh, but they do get them out there. Um, so you know, I mean, I mean, Toronto's what four million odd people. So it's a relatively decent sized city. It's got enough gyms. It's got enough professionalism in it. It's got the business savvy. It's it's getting ready. It's not quite there yet, but it will be. But then you take a look at Chicago. And you take a look at the stable of fighters that are available right there in Chicago. That's a huge city. Uh, oh, I haven't even mentioned Detroit. I mean, I, I, I actually think that's where D Dimitri Salida is. Do you know, and, from, from an audience perspective, though, Graham, we are very different in, in terms of what uh, how we perceive a boxing event, aren't we? In terms of North Americans and Europe, because in the UK. A pay-per-view card comes on at seven o'clock. Not everybody, but the majority will have a beer, sit down and watch the show through till midnight. I'm reliably informed in, in the US that viewing figures suggest nobody even watches the undercard. And also in the stadium, you can see it until the main event comes on and then all of a sudden it starts filling up. Yeah. So you've got that to overcome as well, haven't you? changing mindsets absolutely I'm, I'm, no one's disagreeing i'm i'm saying i'm agreeing that's part of the process yeah uh because here um like in england like elsewhere there are other uh ways to spend your time so uh, am i going to go follow the the rugby league the cricket league the ping pong league you know 
It's where where I we choose to spend. Ping pong league, just 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 for accuracy purposes. But I'm I'm you know at the end of the day it is a mindset thing, and I think if you take a look at the the cycle of combat sports, you know you had your Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier days, um, you know, slightly uh, you know Mike Tyson '90s kind of days, but in between you had the WWE launch, you know, then when it was found out it wasn't a sport, it was entertainment. Then you had the UFC come into play with a real combat sport, okay? And that doesn't even take into account what the ages Asians think of combat sports, whether it be karate, judo, or uh, any other sumo wrestling, whatever. But at the end of the day, then boxing took a backseat to UFC. So now I think in this day and age, when you see what is happening in boxing from a very professional level, you see it. it you see it has the rules that are in place, the tradition that's in place, the history that's in place. Uh, I don't think there's enough managers out there. I don't think there's enough trainers. There's enough gyms. Uh, but in terms of uh, defined quality trainers, people who would be paid a lot of money. I mean, when we start talking about trainers for AJ or uh, Tyson Fury, who do, we, we, we pick from a handful of trainers, you know, and there should be, there should be a lot more trainers than that. Um, you know, anyway, so when those problems get solved and they are being solved, uh, it's growing quite organically as a sport. Uh, there's a lot of, in America, there's a, for example, Sheila Stafford and her husband, Furquan, just got an award. Very good program, by the way. Very yeah, good they, program. They, they just got an award given to them by the House of Representatives um, Parliament uh, in America for yeah, their you efforts. Know, you know all that is, Graham. I, I, you know, I, I do, you don't need to explain it's like Parliament, thank you. <laughs> but for those people who might not have known, um, but they got they got they got a, a, a recognition from the House of Representatives, given their efforts to take kids off the street yeah. and put them into regimented boxing programs, and that's the benefit of boxing right now that's being recognized by the Americans. It gets kids off the streets, gives them, uh, you know, something to Ratchet. do. Focus. Yes. That's what Focus. Absolutely. And and. And we can go on. And I, I mean, draw parallels. I draw parallels with the UK as well because we've we've got similar issues on our streets in the UK. As you probably know, and it's clear that you know where there's a boxing gym, it reduces re, re, it reduces offending by I believe it's some I can't remember the percentage. But it comes down to funding, Graham, doesn't it? Unfortunately, yeah. it comes down to who's picking up the tab. Correct. Correct. You know. And, and and from experience, you know, we, we can tell you that when um, the government, so for example, the government withdrew its funding of boxing due to a guy by name here uh, named Ken, Ken Hayashi. And during his reign of terror, which lasted 10 years, uh, you know, you, 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 you over in the UK have the benefit of a, a, the real support of the government from the, from the ground up. Okay. It enables you to truly take uh, the amateurs to a different level. Okay, uh, we don't have that luxury. So what what we're what we're finding though is that a lot of fighters um, who are fighting choose to fight because they enjoy the fight. They're not they're not being forced into it, uh, yeah. right? So it is something out of passion, and that's what I'm seeing more and more locally. Uh, but let's sidestep that issue for a sec. The sheer size and and volume uh, that the Americans can produce when they actually churn it and start to 
sorry, my phone just went off. <laughs> I wanted to make sure it wasn't going to start ringing in the background. But when they well, start churning, when they start churning amateur to professionals, when the Americans start doing that, because I mean, look what happened during the Second World War when they turned on the jets and they started churning out GIs. You know, next thing you know, we're invading Normandy, and you know, and if it, I'm when the Americans choose to do something, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be on the moon in a couple of years. Really? Yep. When they choose to do something, I'm telling you, it's game over. But right now, the Americans truly are they're focused on football, basketball, baseball, to a lesser degree, hockey, uh, and to a lesser degree, I'm gonna call them fringe sports. <laughs> but at least, at least not handball. Okay. <laughs> but 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 realistically, boxing is climbing in popularity. Boxing is, I think it ranks number eight now. And so we're talking an eighth ranked sport uh, that is drawing millions of viewers, uh, not just on a global level, but in America alone. So you, you, you are going to see a big change in the next few years in terms of rankings and nationalities. You are. We are. All right, let's see. Let's see what Earth. Yeah, there's quite, there's quite a few comments, Mark, that I think you need to be scrolling through. Some very good points made by Women's Boxing Channel. They are. Someone was in. New indeed. Uh, he does what trolls do presently. He takes others' news and then preys on it. Um, he expands others' news. Uh, okay, tell me what the F Lou DiBella does apart from the very odd event. Not much. His claim to fame is working for HBO. <laughs> uh, DevOps population in Nigeria alone is 210 million. Uh, Africa is fantastic. Just ain't got facilities, sponsors, or promoters. That's true. I follow some young guys in Africa right now who literally are training and sending me videos of them in their bare feet sharing one glove, one focus mitt. But hey, they're getting it done. Um, what else does uh, women's boxing channels say? The women in Africa train outside mostly in the dust. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how are they going to get opportunities when the likes of Shannon Courtney, Sky Nicholson, etc., etc., get called up? They are blonde, white, and fit. The promoter's profile. Um, and, and fit the promoter's profile. Yeah, and fit the promoter's profile. Is I'm white. Is that probably. true? Is there really a racist component to this? Well, it's uh, he, he, not from my view, not not from my not in my opinion. I, I don't I don't know if I see it, but um, no, there is a there's a lot of emphasis on sex sells, but that's women self promoting themselves, you know, and use what you got, man, to make that dollar, you know. What, what can you say? Um, Clifton Mitchell, who owns Sack uh, Security, who do all the big boxing events. Uh, run One Nation Boxing in Derby, England. He does a fantastic job with the amateurs, not just pros. Good for him. Uh, what we have nowadays is different categories. We now have white collar, bare, bare knuckle boxing, AMS, pro, etc. We unbelievably, unbelievably just add to that women's comment. We also have bikini boxing. <laughs> not kidding, not kidding. Oh my god! You, you know how like you know like how YouTube sends you stuff because they can hear you talk, right? So, <laughs> I guess they heard me talking. So next thing you know, I'm getting like bikini boxing on my TV. I um, want to know what the hell I was talking about when YouTube showed up with uh, car jujitsu. 
Oh, have you seen the, the latest? Have you, have you seen the latest hand slap boxing knockouts? Oh, I'm not into that either. Oh my! That is ridiculous. Here, let me stand here and give and let and let you can continuously do damage to my face for no reason. Well, rather than pouring endless amount of money into promoting something of that ilk, why don't we use use the money to promote the best fight in the best instead in, in traditional boxing? Uh, that that has been something that we have been saying since day one. Yeah, we we don't fall off that ledge. No, no, I I don't like it. Then there's too many of these um, risque sports coming now. You know, where, where, where's the one you see the one um, they they tie tie they're tied hand to hand and then they just punch the shit out of each other. Oh yeah, and... that's the Russians. The Russians. Yeah. Do that. And now they came out with one where uh, two guys they buckle themselves into the front seat of the car. And uh, they have to unbuckle and jujitsu each other and buckle the guy back up to win. Wow. Yeah. You, you watch some dark stuff, Mike, don't you? No, I don't know what car jujitsu. Yeah. I couldn't believe I stumbled upon it. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But yeah, no, to address your point, Carl, we wholeheartedly agree it should be best versus best. That's oh, why we got so upset when uh, Terrence Crawford uh, couldn't find a, a suitable opponent. You know, and and this whole, uh, you know, that that division, you know, almost fell apart. So, Mike, do you want to just put that comment on this dropped in because, um, yeah, Dev, DevOps. As long as the best versus the best includes UK nationals being open to fighting top-ranked non-UK fighters. I mean, I, I'm assuming that's aimed at um, Tyson Fury, Newsick. Well, he's just fought Deontay Wilder three times. Last time I looked, he wasn't from the UK. Yep. He did. Good point, Carl. <laughs> Not bad for, for one AM in the last bell boxing in Nottingham, England. Yeah, at one at the home of Sherwood Forest and Robin Hood. Is that all you've got going on, Nottingham? Anything else? <laughs> greatest greatest pubs in England. Greatest fight town in the world. Oh, Told oh you that yeah, that's time again. Excellent. So and, I guess that's it for today. And a great and a great podcast. Yeah, man. You you guys did a great job the other night when I was there. Much appreciated. Alrighty. It yeah. looks like that time. Wow. It does. It time does. flies when you're having fun. Of course. Carl, really last that, guys. Carl, uh, harmless plug. Go ahead, brother. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yep. So um I'm a little bit outspoken, as you probably heard from the show tonight. If you want to catch any more of my outrageous comments. Every Thursday, 7 p.m. UK time. I believe that's 2 p.m. Eastern time, Michael. That's right. That's correct. That's correct. I do like to be a bit more inclusive than you are. <laughs> so um, like, comment, subscribe. Really easy to find us. Just type Last Bell Box into Google and we will pop up. Thank you very much. Excellent. Carl, thanks for coming to join us today, man. Always a no pleasure. Worries. Graham, anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, I'm just looking for tomorrow. Looking forward to tomorrow. That's going to be a, a great, great day for all of us. A for talking fight for live streaming that event out of the Netherlands that no one's ever heard of that they will have by the end of tomorrow. And uh, looking forward to uh, Anti Joshua finally pulling through for me because I've I've been rooting for him for a while, uh, and I thought he was going to go downhill there. He sounded like he was going downhill mentally, but now he seems to be back on track. And oh my God, he looked great today gotta say it well that being said guys to all the talking fight fans around the world thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of 
the Friday night panel with yours truly, Mike Orr, Graham Voice, and our friend Carl from Last Bell Boxing. Shout out to all the people in the comments. DevOps, Women's Boxing Channel, always a perfect guys. You know what it is. We'll see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. Peace. Thank you. And our producer's probably sleeping. He's <laughs> having a beer. <laughs> Where's ours, right? Yeah, why can't we get some?